welcome the Concordia Center for Spiritual Living. We are a New Thought spiritual community in Rhode Island that's dedicated to practical spirituality and activities that can empower you to create a life of abundance, health, joy, and meaning. As you listen to this recording of a recent talk given at the center, please know that wherever you are on your spiritual path, we are knowing God's highest and best for you. Oh, it is. I am so thrilled to be back. I was only gone for four days, and it seems much longer than that. And I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you. This was the first time that I ever felt homesick while being away from home. I mean, and I'm saying, of course, that I've missed Kevin whenever I go somewhere. Don't take that the wrong way. But, but you know what? I think Rhode Island is sort of getting in my blood. It was, it was like I was ready. I was ready to, to, to come back home. And, uh, and so I'm thrilled to be with each of you here this morning. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I was gone this week. Um, at a retreat at the beautiful grounds of Asilomar, which is found in Monterey. And it's, it was a, a conference grounds that was built back in 1913 by the y, for, for the YWCA as a campgrounds and conference center for um, young women. And But in religious science or science of mind or centers for spiritual living, it is, Asilomar is almost like a Mecca for us because for more than 50 years of our history, we had our annual summer retreat there. And that was started back when Ernest Holmes with, was with us. And they had just published a book just before this. This was a, um, and I can't wait to dig into this. This is the lectures and classes from the 1950s, the last 10 years that he was alive. And that he went, his talks and his workshops at, well, he was at a Silomar. And so I, um, and it was a dear place to him. It was a dear place um, to Ernest, and so I can't wait to, uh, to dive into this and, and find out there. It was special being on those, those sacred grounds. Now, I think the last time that we were actually, I think it was 2019, and so this was a special coming together. And so while there's nothing like, you know, taking a week to dive into community, and spiritual practices and workshops and, and being and having a love fest and you know in a in such a, a beautiful um, place and to hear oh my gosh such powerful speakers I was just blown away just blown away by by the wisdom and, and the the eloquence of, of those who came forth, and, and I'm, I'm going to tell you a little bit about, uh, you're, you're going to get some of the highlights. Some of today is going to seem like a, maybe a little travel show. You'll get some pictures here. Um, but I do want to share with you that the experience for me, this was my first time to Silomar, that I personally, there was a personal healing for me and a greater awareness of my own wholeness and a shift and my perception of myself that it was transformative and my only regret that I had was that I had not been there sooner because of what I received. 
So, you know, Ernest Holmes said that you are a spontaneous, self-choosing center in life, in the great drama of being, the great joy of becoming, the certainty of external expansion. And this retreat definitely expanded me. It opened my heart, it opened my mind, it renewed me. And I'm grateful also for the opportunity that I had there to represent Concordia. Everyone heard about Concordia. And during my evening talk when I spoke, I, I explicitly gave them your blessings and greetings um, during my talk. And it just so happens that the, our theme this month, we're talking about our purpose, our passion, and our, our purpose. And, and it dovetails so beautifully with what the retreat was focused on. And last week we started exploring this topic around passion and purpose by, by reminding ourselves that we all have passions. We all have passion within us, and, and we got, have got received messages through our life to maybe not give them so much space and attention in our, in our lives, and what we're talking about this month is really is about us making space for that passion. And today, I'm going to be talking about that through this talk, Percolating Passion with Purpose. But before that, I want to give you a little highlight. I want to give you a little highlight of, of the, the conference itself. It was, so Asilomar is right on the Pacific. It's right on the Pacific. And let me make sure that I have this on here because I told, uh, I told Denise that I would help her out because I have a number of slides here. So the theme, oh, thank you. So the theme for the retreat was the newness of now, retreat, renew, and reconnect. It began on Tuesday, ran through Friday morning, and each day had a different emphasis, and the emphasis being retreat, renew, and reconnect. Now, when I, you know, I'm going to switch to the, um, to the mic, the handheld mic, just for this part here. So, yeah, so when I, when we arrived, I got to a Silomar on Tuesday. Let me tell you what, going out west from the East Coast is not the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> it was a long, it was a long trip, but I got to these historic grounds and I checked into my, my room and I, I got to stay in one of the historic um, um, cabins. And, and it is, these are historic. I mean, they 100 years old. And I got to stay in the one named lodge. And um, historic, it wasn't only historic, it was, a, I would also um, uh, call it rustic as well. <laughs> a Silomar is now a, um, it is a state park. So it, it is, it, so um, yeah, it's a cabin. I stayed in a cabin. And um, I checked in and I got to stay there and, and my cabin was right across from the chapel, which was an amazing building and every morning that's how we started our day coming together. There was almost 370 people there and we came together to join together in spiritual practice just to start the day before we went to go have breakfast and, and do the rest. <laughs> and in the mornings and the mornings and the evenings, we had our, let's see if this thing is, I'm going to advance. Go ahead, next slide, please. 
Because this is a, I'm not getting up. Oh yeah, here we are. This is, this is our dining hall. That was a very important place to go to. Um, three times a day, they fed us well. But um, next slide. So in our, the mornings and the evenings, we went to Merrill Hall. And this, this was the place that was just, you could just feel the vibration. Barbara, you've been there. How many of you, anyone else has been to a Silomar? You've been to a Silomar. But in that, in Merrill Hall, you could just feel the vibration in that space. Just feel the richness of, of the, the history. At night, you know, people would gather around bonfires and, and guitars in hand and, and singing. And, and during the, the day and during our free time, next slide. I wish this thing would work. During the day, that we would just have the opportunity. Do you know this thing? Yeah, so we are, next slide. This was just, we get to walk around in nature and you get to see, oh, and here are a couple of people you might recognize. Yeah, um, Reverend Michelle Wadley and I got to hang out quite a bit and, and to sit on the, um, in amongst the sand dunes looking out over the ocean and uh, just enjoying the, the, the scenery we there. Next slide. This is a view of the room from the balcony. And I mean, you could just see it here and, and, and just sense, um, sense this in this, this place. But in, our, in the first night, we, we began at, with our amazing musicians. Some of these people you know, the next slide, Karen Drucker, Denise Rosier, Gary Lynn Floyd, Jamie Lula. It was, a, oh my God, the music was just unreal. And we, the, we started with a ceremony and with a sound bath to open up the, this sacred time together. And on that first night, we got to hear from three, um, our, our executive team, the next one, Next slide. Yes. This is our executive team for Sinners for Spiritual Living. This is the first time in our history where we are, we are, we are cared for and embraced by these powerful women. Yeah, powerful women. So we have here, um, uh, this is Reverend Alice. She is the chair of our leadership council. And then this is Reverend Michelle Ariano, who is the executive director. And this is our community spiritual leader, Reverend Sonny Cantrell Smith. And I was, very, I was really waiting to hear what Reverend Sonny was going to say. You see, all of these have been in their positions for less than a year. So these are new, these are, these are, they have been um, coming together and working together. And so I went there. I really wanted to hear their messages and what they had to say. And one thing that was so powerful that from Reverend Sonny, she gave a talk about the vision that she has for our, our organization, Centers for Spiritual Living. And her vision of a society and a world that works for all and our part in making that so. She talked about sacred activism and compassion and action. And she shared, the next slide please. She shared with us a, a symbol, an Indikra symbol from Ghana, Sankofa. Say that with me, Sankofa. Sankofa, it really, it means to, to go back and fetch. 
Go back and get it. Go back and get it. And, and the, the symbol, as it's shown, and, and um, it's a mythological bird whose feet and who are cut off right there, unfortunately. But the feet are moving forward, and it is looking back and receiving. There's a golden egg that sits on its back, and it's looking back to receive the gems of the past while wanting to move forward. And that's what we spoke about this, this week. The, in the newness of now, not to build nests in the past, but to bring the wisdom of the past to empower us to move forward into the future. She described a future of Centers for Spiritual Living engaged in sacred activism. There is a task force that's been formed around this sacred activism. We were, what we will be doing is fusing the work that we do in consciousness with the work that we're doing in the world. Because if spiritual growth is authentic and it is real, there will be an outward demonstration of it. There must be. If there is a change in consciousness, it must show up. And so from that first evening, I was, I, I was blown away. Just, I was like, okay, I could go home now. I'm all filled up. But what I walked away from just in that first night is that our global organization is, that our future is bright in these more than capable hands with these visionary leaders. The next evening, Wednesday night, it was the doctor's night, and uh, uh, that was Dr. Michelle Madron or Dr. Andrietta. If you read this month's magazine, her article about passion and purpose, uh, uh, Dr. Andriette Earl, and then also Dr. Ken Gordon, our, our former uh, spiritual leader. And then the last evening, I was honored to, to speak as the keynote, and I'm not going to give that to you here. <laughs> I won't give that to you here. But what I spoke about was about my own personal journey and how not taking time and effort and energy to remain connected to my passion and my purpose, that it caused my life to become unbalanced and ending up in, in somewhere that I didn't even recognize my life. I spoke about how when we feel the flames of passion within us, when we feel those flames beginning to dim, to use that as a catalyst to, to stoke those fires, as, to use that as a catalyst to remind us to pause, to retreat, to reconnect, and to percolate our purpose through spiritual practices. And those are just some of the highlights of what, um, I think, let's see, do I have anything else? What's the next slide? Oh, there we go. This is, this was me. This is me on the stage doing my thing. And uh, they laughed at, they laughed at my jokes. It was, uh, it was great. And I do want you to know um, that I do have the videos of all of the speakers. I have the videos of all of those. And if you would be have, have an interest in seeing those, I would have put on your connection card because I, I don't want to just organize something and then no one's interested. If you're interested in that, just write watch party 
on your connection card. And we'll see, um, see who's won and we'll make sure that you know the when and where's. And then we'll, we'll watch it online together and, and, and um, you'll get to see um, some of the talks that were there. But here's what I do want you to know. You don't need to go on a retreat. You don't need to go on a retreat to be renewed, to reconnect, to get in touch with your passion and your purpose. Passion and purpose percolate through showing up fully in each moment. And that brings us to our, the message that I wanted to touch on today. You know, last week as we had talked about how passion starts, has started in us as a child, as a spark. And while it may have only been a glimmer then, and you know, as children, we get interested in this and interested in that, and our, our passions change from, um, from one thing to the next. But you know, when we pay attention, when we make space for our passions, they grow, don't they? When we're making space for that, I mean, that's the way consciousness works. Wherever attention goes, energy flows. And making space and time for that which causes us to light up, causes us to light up. Oprah Winfrey, she said, passion is energy. Feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you. You know, if you, to brew a cup of perfect coffee, what you need to do is, is, is to let the water, let the beans steep. You know, if you're using a French press, you, you, let, you let those beans steep into, into that water. And passion, when we give it time and space and allow it to build momentum in our lives, it will become focused. It will become larger. It will become, you know, like that. It will percolate like that cup of coffee. And our thoughts around what enlivens us will circulate again and again, gaining intensity. You know, I shared during my talk that how I felt as a child. I used to, after the church service, I would sneak into the, the auditorium, into the sanctuary. Other kids were playing hide and seek, and I would sneak into the, into the sanctuary and get behind the pulpit and pretend like I was speaking to my congregation. It was a passion of mine, and, and there I was, even in my pretending, I was connecting to my passion that, well, look where I'm standing today. Connecting to that and making space for it, to, to that passion to where I am living my purpose as part of this community. So as we're talking this year about living out loud and bringing this idea of passion and purpose to that, what stirs your heart? What lights you up? Are you holding space and time for that which enlivens you? Are you making space and time for that passion to percolate with intensity 
so that it is actually moving you forward in your life. If you're not, well, this is an invitation to begin to do so, to do exactly that. Because that is what is seeking to be lived out loud. That light that is within you. Purpose reveals itself when we listen deeply to where our cultivated passion is guiding us. The poet Rumi, he said, your heart knows the way. Run in that direction. He didn't say walk. He said run in that direction. Your heart knows the way. And the message that, that we hear is, is within. You know, too often we, we look outside of ourselves for what makes sense, what makes work, and this is how we've been conditioned to live our lives. You know, peer pressure as teenagers and, and the whole bit. But our passion comes from within. Our purpose can only be found from within. And that requires us to make time to seek. Passion without purpose lacks direction, but purpose without passion lacks heart. And it's when these two are combined, they change everything. You know, there were numerous moments while I was at Asilomar, especially, and I think I've got a slide of it, yes, it was when I was standing backstage it was such an honor to be standing in the space where I know that's, that's where there have been spiritual giants have stood, where Ernest Holmes, as I was walking up the stairs, going behind the stage, to know that Ernest Holmes had walked up these, up these stage and he was standing where I had stood and, and it renewed within me my passion and purpose knowing that my purpose, my purpose, one, primarily, is to live an authentic life. That's primary. And then through that, to inspire and, and empower others to do that, and to use my gifts to empower people to live their authentic life, to live as spiritual beings. You know, throughout history, we've had many inspiring figures who have who had a quiet passion and that may have been quiet and something that they tended to until over time it became their purpose in life. We have the Wright brothers. As little boys, they took apart a little a little helicopter that their um, that was made of wood and rubber bands that their father had given them. And it was that, as, a, as children, that sparked their interest in how can we make this thing fly? How, is it possible to build a machine large enough that humans can fly? But it started first with a passion. And over decades, that passion developed into their purpose. Rosa Parks. She described that she had within herself the feeling of, and this is a quote, tired of giving in. Tired of giving in. And that weariness, that weariness watered a seed within her, a seed of conviction 
that grew into purpose for her to act on that and say, I will not give in any longer. She catalyzed the Montgomery bus, bus boycott. And what would the civil rights movement have been without her? Helen Keller was born, able to see and to hear. But at 19 months old, she lost those due to illness. But that sparked in her a passion to connect. Helen Keller had this passion to be able to connect, and not just for her to be able to connect, but for those who also had disabilities, for them to be able to, to be heard and to be seen and to hear and to, to, to share. And her passion became her purpose. You see, their passions percolated over time to where they, it was intense enough, like a good cup of coffee, that it moved them into courageous action. And these three I just named, and we can name many, many more, society is different as a result of them making space for what they were passionate about. They're no different than you are. They are no different than each one of us sitting here. They had a passion, they made space for it, and allowed it to move them into action. What passions do you have? You already have them. It's when we nurture that spark that we light the way for others, just as these did. Whatever you feel called to do, whether it is to heal or to write or to speak up or to create or to organize or to lift up others, whatever that passion is, the invitation right now, and I, 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 the invitation is to treat that passion as holy. It is a gift from life itself to you. It is a gift to the world by means of you. Treat your passions as holy. Listen. You know, the retreat this week was about renewal, about retreating and, and renewing and reconnecting. Let's do that with our passions. Because until we do, and we go around looking for our purpose, we're looking here, we're looking there, we are looking everywhere when it's within us all along. What brings you joy? What inspires you? What are you feeling called to do in your life right now, but it scares the bejesus out of you? <laughs> However big or small it, it is or it, it seems, this week, take a step. Take a step. Check in with spirit. Check in. Connect to the mind and the heart of God that is yours within you and invite it to light the way for you. What can I do, Spirit? What is mine to do to let my light shine? So today as I close, in the spirit of renewal, 
in the spirit of retreats and reconnecting, let us remind ourselves to be minded of that within us, of that spark, and tend to it. Treat it as holy. Let our passions be reignited. Let us align with our purpose. Let us live out loud. Peace and love. Namaste. We hope that you enjoyed this audio recording. For more information about our center, please visit our website at www.concordiacsl.com. You can also visit us online at our Facebook page or our YouTube channel by searching for Concordia Center for Spiritual Living. If you're in the area, come join us at one of our Sunday celebration services. We'd love to welcome you there. Namaste and blessings.